is up. It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Friday, December 17th. Wow. All right, we got a lot to talk about today, huh? Just a little bit. Glad I waited until the afternoon to record this bad boy because we have had a lot of movement around the NFL. In even the last hour here, obviously, COVID has been the story that has been dominating the week. And we didn't have it happen this season. Remember, it happened a couple times early in the year last year, but uh, it finally happened. The schedule is being uh, adjusted, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. So here's what we know as of right now. The Browns and Raiders game, which was scheduled for uh, 4.30 Eastern on Saturday, will now be played at 5 o'clock Eastern on Monday. But that is not the only game that is being impacted. The Seahawks and Rams has been officially moved to Tuesday, yay, at 7 p.m. Eastern. This is going to impact waivers this week as well. This is nuts. 7 p.m. Eastern. And as of right now, Washington and the Eagles expected to be moved to uh, Tuesday. I'm refreshing on Adam Schefter's Twitter to see when that would be. I don't know if that's an afternoon game. I would imagine they will not be playing the Seahawks, Rams, and the Eagles, Washington football team simultaneously. So there's a good chance we see that as an afternoon game. (laughs) I mean, hey, uh, I'd rather have some of these guys out there on the the field, but we can't even guarantee that they'll be on the field. Those Those are the players who are on the COVID reserve list right now. So, yeah, big-time mess. Uh, As of right now, though, it does not look like any games will be canceled. The the players don't want that. They don't get paid if any games get uh, canceled. So the games are postponed. I would not anticipate them to be canceled, but, heck, anything could happen this week. That means that if we have players in those games, we have to be concerned about that happening. The nice thing for the Browns game is you still do, in theory, have another day to push back to. Possibly two. I just can't see how they would really go to Wednesday. So this week, we have games on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I once said it'd be great if we played football every single day of the week, but I I didn't mean like this. So today's pod is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. And, you know, this is a matchup heavy pod on Fridays, right? Blah, blah, blah. Stat this, stat that. There's a lot of situations that we just need to simply dive into and flesh out because there's a lot of COVID issues out there in the league, as we know all too well. So that's what we're going to do. There's a lot of injury issues as well. So let's dive into it. I'm going to go in the original order of the games, even though that's not the order they're going to be played in now. And we're going to start with Las Vegas and Cleveland. Yes, it will be on Monday. Uh, but in this one, the, the I guess the one piece of, it, uh, of uh, news that is important that's unrelated to COVID is Kareem Hunt's not going to play regardless. I, I, he was declared out, so I don't think that can be reversed, and I don't think he's going to be ready for Monday as it is. So that means Nick Chubb will get a full workload, and hopefully this means that Baker Mayfield is back under center. If Baker Mayfield's back under center, then we're in a good spot. And remember that we've been dealing with a set of COVID protocols all season that now have changed. They changed yesterday. The NFL put out a memo that 
actually in some instances made things a lot more strict. You know, so in terms of weight room, maximum amount of players in the weight room, masking, uh, meals together, that sort of thing. All of that has been tightened up. However, in terms of the COVID testing for vaccinated players, you have to be symptom-free for 24 hours and, and show one negative test. So that actually is better than what it used to be, That, as opposed to the two negative text tests in the, the 48 hours. So that means that somebody like Baker Mayfield certainly could be back. Somebody like Jarvis Landry certainly could be back. Austin Hooper could be back. It definitely changes the dynamic here. It makes things very complicated for us. There's no doubt about it. Couldn't happen in a worse week for us. Why couldn't this happen in week seven? So on the other side, there's no issues. Darren Waller is not going to play regardless. Hunter Renfro is rolling. Josh Jacobs is seeing heavy volume. Uh, so there's that. So we just have to keep our eye on the status of Baker Mayfield. Hopefully we'll get news on that before kickoff on Sunday. Because really, we only have the one game tomorrow now that's not going to impact us that much. So hopefully we get some news on some of these players by that point because of the new protocols. Moving on to that second game, New England and Indianapolis. No Damian Harris. That means it's Ramondre Stevenson season or Stevenson season, as some people on Twitter have called it. Whatever. Whatever you want to freaking call it. I don't care. Call it whatever you want. He's going to touch the ball a ton. That's the key. It's not the best matchup, but, man, he can handle a big workload, and we know they like to run the football. Uh, on the other side, Jonathan Taylor, awesome, and I don't care if he's facing the Patriots. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk Carolina and Buffalo. No COVID to impact us in Carolina and Buffalo. That's a good thing. Uh, Chuba Hubbard only being a, a early down back, that's not necessarily a good thing. So keep that in mind with Chuba Hubbard. He's It's tough to flex him out. I, I, there's really not much to like on the Carolina side. On the Buffalo side, Josh Allen's going to play. That's good. I talked about Stephon Diggs' matchup, Gabriel Davis yesterday. Dawson Knox remains in play as a top 10 fantasy option. And I am avoiding that backfield like the plague. <laughs> Moving on to Arizona, and I guess I probably shouldn't make plague jokes, and Detroit, yikes. Um, backfield, looks like James Conner is going to play in this one. So is Chase Edmonds. I prefer Conner. It's a great matchup for both. Conner and RB2, Edmonds a flex. Christian Kirk benefits from DeAndre Hopkins being out more so than A.J. Green, whose role doesn't largely change, but they're both wide receiver three plays. On the other side, wait and see on uh, DeAndre Swift, if he does not go in this one uh, and we don't have Jamal Williams back because all this is in flux and we could see some Craig Reynolds uh, yet again. By the way, I, I have an update as we're going through. This is like how things are crazy changing. So if you were listening earlier and you're like screaming at the podcast, well, I only know what I know at this moment in time. Remember, I'm coming to you from the past right now. This is not live radio. Uh, so here's what we know. Uh, the Eagles game is essentially, so the Rams and Seahawks is 4 p.m. Eastern. The Eagles and Washington is 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. So they are both are on Tuesday. Uh, we have two Monday night games. Yay. Uh, so there you go. Uh, but straightforward. Otherwise, Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions is seeing heavy volume with no TJ Hawkinson. And uh, yeah, he's not playing for the rest of the season. 
Uh, Jets, Dolphins. The Dolphins get a couple guys back from the COVID reserve list. Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed are back. Gaskin in a pretty good spot here. He's a fringe RB2 against that bad Jets run defense. Will we see Jalen Waddle? I don't think so, even with the new protocols in place, but we'll see. If he doesn't go, though, Parker's a, a wide receiver, too. The nice thing is we'll know, you know, we're going to know in advance of the, the like, this game isn't going to be moved as of right now. It doesn't seem like it because fortunately this mini outbreak for them kind of happened over their bye week. I guess it, well, it didn't kind of, it happened over their bye week for a lot of these players. So that's not the worst position for the Dolphins. Anyway, uh, Tua, I think you could still stream him. I'm not as confident, but he still has Parker. He still has Mike Gesicki. On the other side, Michael Carter will be back. Robert Sala saying he's going to have a big load, so giddy up Michael Carter. Even if the team is playing from behind, he can still add in the passing game. Dallas and the G-Men. On the Dallas side, Tony Power is going to be a game-time decision in this one. Zeke has not been effective over the last month and a half. During that span of six games, 3.57 yards per carry. He has had 29 targets so that at least he maintains some RB2 value. I don't hate Zeke. I just, we know at this point, he's not efficient. You know, he he just doesn't have the efficiency and that is obviously a knock on him. But he's going to touch the ball enough, especially if Pollard doesn't play. Like Corey Clement will be used, but still, he'll touch the ball enough to give us RB2 value. On the other side, same thing with Saquon. I mean, this could be a disaster for the Giants, especially if they use Jake Fromm. Uh, Washington and Philadelphia originally on my list in this spot. As I just mentioned, it's actually on Tuesday now. And that really does make things interesting. So let's talk on the Philly side. This is great news for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it's freaking great news. Two more days, baby. Two more days of rest. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Uh, obviously, you know, more rest for a lot of these guys who are ailing. Miles Sanders, who's been limited in practice. All these guys are going to be good. So Sanders is a flex option because I expect a full-blown committee in that backfield. We can uh, use Devonta Smith as a wide receiver three with upside. We know that Dallas Goddard is an every every week starter. And, of course, Jalen Hurts is in the mix as a top ten option. What a mess this week. <laughs> On the other side, okay, I don't know who's going to play quarterback. One would hope that it is Taylor Heineke. But Taylor Heineke went on COVID today. So it could be Brandon Allen. I don't think that it is going to be the greatest player in AAF history, Garrett Gilbert, but we shall see. Antonio Gibson looks like he is, well, he's going to be fine. He's going to see heavy volume. Uh, Terry McLaurin actually gets extra time to clear the co- uh, the concussion protocol. I, he's not technically out of it yet. He's being called questionable, but this, I, I he's going to play. Uh, it just depends on who's throwing him the football as far as our outlook. Tennessee and Pittsburgh, there's like no injury. I mean, I know Derrick Henry is not, but we already know about that. So there's nothing that has just happened that is impacting this game, fortunately, as of right now. So you start all the Pittsburgh guys, right? Harris, Johnson, Claypool, Fryermuth. On the Tennessee side, you're not really over the moon about much, right? But Deontay Foreman, I think, is the usable option out of that backfield because of his goal line usage. And that's that. I mean, maybe Julio Jones is a wide receiver three. Houston and Jacksonville, the game of the century. Be careful about narratives. There is the widespread percep- perception that 
Urban Meyer was the only thing that was wrong with Jacksonville, and I just don't buy that. Like, he was a lot of what was wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make excuses for Urban Meyer, but there's a lot wrong with Jacksonville. And to simply think, okay, Urban Meyer is gone, therefore James Robinson's back to like a fringe RB1 is really pushing it. He's a back-end RB2. He has volatility. He's startable. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to all of a sudden think, oh, Urban Meyer is gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. And here we go. Giddy up. I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Brandon Cooks on the other side is the only startable option. There's two startable options in this game. Uh, Cincinnati and Denver. Why couldn't that be the game that was moved? Cincinnati and Denver. Uh, good news on Javante Williams. He did practice today. He missed practice yesterday. So he would be on track to play. I have both him and Melvin Gordon ranked as RB2s. Remember, both of them are, have RB1 potential, though. I would use Jerry Judy as a back-end wide receiver three. And even then, I'm not, not overly confident. On the other side, though, Chase, Mixon, Higgins, yes. Especially Higgins, three-game streak here with over 100 receiving yards. And I think you could stream Joe Burrow. I have met quarterback 16 right now, but rankings are very much in flux. Remember, I'm going to do my best to update these. So I'm going to update them today, tonight, to be specific, because I expect more news to keep coming. I'm recording this right now. It's 3.15 Eastern. I'm going to update them tonight and get a setup for Saturday morning. I'll update them, obviously, tomorrow for the game tomorrow night, obviously, and at some point during the afternoon as well. So I'll do my best to stay on top of this thing, and we have a lot of things in flux. Uh, Atlanta, San Francisco. Um, Well, on the San Francisco side, I'm waiting to see a practice report. On Elijah Mitchell, I'm not optimistic. I'm not. Uh, he hasn't practiced technically this week. He worked off to the side with trainers yesterday. Wasn't enough to get a limited designation. So, um, I'm not optimistic. If he doesn't go, it's Jeff Wilson. He's a flex play based on volume. Uh, efficiency is not there. Expect more work for Debo out of the backfield, which unfortunately places a cap on his receiving ability. Plus, George Kittle catching everything that's thrown to him is uh, hurting the cause a little bit for Debo, but you still use him no matter what. Ayuk is a fringy wide receiver two, probably more of a wide receiver three uh, when rankings are all set up here. And obviously Kittle is just doing amazing stuff. Cordero Patterson, they're limiting his workload a little bit, but he can still be crazy effective, even if it's like 12 to 15 touches. So you're still using him no matter what. Kyle Pitts, I have no issue with Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to go on that tirade on the podcast. Just go to my Twitter feed or go to like anything I've done the last week where I've done this tirade over Kyle Pitts. But I'm using him as a top 10 option. Seattle and the Rams, as I mentioned, this game is now officially moved. So uh, there is that. Um, That does change things for really for both sides. So Tyler Lockett going on the COVID reserve list uh, yesterday. Can he get off of it? Perhaps. I mean, with the new protocol, I honestly don't know what to expect. With the old protocol, I told everybody flat out, if it was, in fact, a positive test, not a false positive, but a true positive test, my estimation was about a week, which is spot on basically in every instance. I have no idea what the new protocol looks like now. So (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. We'll see with Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see with a lot of these guys for the Rams. As of right now, um, 
you know, and by the way, the Ram, the Seahawks wide receivers are banged up. So this is like a wait and see almost across the board. I'm going to use Rashad Penny as a back end RB2. We have to wait and see with the running backs for the, the, uh, the Rams. I mean, at least we know Cooper Cup is a stud. Matthew Stafford's a top 10 option. I'm still probably going to fade Russell Wilson regardless this week. And uh, if Odell does not get back, Van Jefferson is definitely a wide receiver too. If Odell get, gets back, Jefferson still has some value as a wide receiver three in that offense. Uh, Green Bay, Baltimore. No COVID here for uh, Lamar Jackson, but I will tell you, I don't think he plays. We only have to go back to week 11. And on, in week 11, the team did this whole song and dance about, we don't know if Lamar is going to play. Remember, he was sick. They knew <laughs> he wasn't going to play. The whole time, he wasn't going to play. And I think they know now he's not going to play. Why else would you sign a quarterback to your active roster? I know cover your rear end is the thing I say all the time, but these teams know a whole lot more behind the scenes than, than is revealed publicly. But when you make a move like this, you reveal something publicly. So I do think this is going to be a Tyler Huntley game. Of course, we won't get an indication of that we may not. They may pull this as a game time decision thing. So here's what I do. If I have Lamar Jackson and it's not he is our starter, if it's a game time decision, I'm going to assume he is not playing. And I am therefore going to uh, put somebody else in, even if I have to stream like a Justin Fields or some some kind of dart, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't freaking care. I just I want points this week because this week you're going to see some crazy scores. Hopefully you got out in front of it and you got some points from that Kansas City uh, Chargers game because you're going to see some crazy scores this week. And there are going to be teams who look like juggernauts who aren't going to win. And there are going to be teams who squeak their way into the playoffs who are going to win. It's going to be a crazy week. On the Green Bay side, uh, and by the way, keep an eye on Marquise Brown who missed practice yesterday. On the Green Bay side, Aaron Jones missed practice. Keep an eye on him because COVID has been going around there as well. Uh, but even more so, if he plays, which he should, he's an RB2, not an RB1 anymore. A.J. Dillon is getting a lot of work in that backfield, so he's flex-worthy for sure this week. Otherwise, it's pretty straightforward. New Orleans and Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette back in practice, so we're all good there. You're pretty much starting the guys for Tampa. You know, even with Evan seeing Marshawn Lattimore, like I said yesterday on the pod, doesn't really matter to me. He still can, uh, you know, he can still put up top 20 if not better numbers and that's what we need this week we need every point we can get this week on the other side the only two playable options Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill Tampa defends the run well but they're not unstoppable like they were last year New Orleans is a better run defense than Tampa this year not to knock Tampa you know if you're a Bucks fan I'm not knocking them I think they're really good but it's not unstoppable so I think Taysom Hill is a top 10 option I'm ranking him at 10 and I'm gonna freaking use him Minnesota and Chicago. Adam Thielen doesn't look like he's going to play, so you got a little bit of a boost for a K.J. Osborne, but he's still just a wide receiver three option for me. Tyler Conklin, tight end 13. I don't hate it, to be honest with you. And Dalvin Cook, we know. Uh, he's going to touch the ball a ton, and Madison is on the COVID list right now. That could change before this game, but it doesn't really matter to me. On the other side, I like Justin Fields for upside, but I'm not going all in. Quarterback 15. Darnell Mooney at 28. Remember, Allen Robinson is on COVID as well. He could come off before this game likewise, but who knows? And uh, David Montgomery missed practice with an illness yesterday, so we're not out of the woods on him either. It is a mess. The best thing you can do, though, is maintain calm, right? 
Just chill. Zen about this bad boy. If you're going to panic, we're going to make things worse. Make the wise decisions. Don't create narratives in your head when you don't need to create narratives. If you don't know an insider, you don't know beat writers, or you're not reading what the national reporters, the local beat writers are saying, or the NFL insiders, and you're just coming up with this stuff on your own, you're probably spinning tails. So just chill. And of course, make sure you keep checking rankings over at ftnfantasy.com. I'm doing as much work as I can this week so that, so you don't have to. I know. I know. But enjoy the football as well. Like, don't forget that part. Don't forget that part. I'm going to be back on Monday. You should be getting all these pods now. We finally got all the, the issues sorted out. So apologies there if you're... Uh, uh, somebody who who subscribes on Apple, I think we're good. Or Spotify, I think we're good now. So good to be back. <laughs> good to be back. Sorry about that. Anyway, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe. FTNFantasy.com is the website, and I will catch you on Monday. We got a lot to talk about, baby. We got a lot to talk. We'll actually have to do some previews on Monday, I guess. I'll catch you on then, though. On the flip side, for another edition of the pod, I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out. 